Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Everybody to Trauma Drama. My name is Kaylee and that is still Nick and we have a really exciting episode for you all today. I hope you got to enjoy our really fun and pretty controversial last episode, um, but we got some good stuff for you. Yeah, that you was a good one. Us, Nick? Yeah, yeah. So on today's episode of Trauma Drama, we're starting off with trauma or drama. So Whoa. yeah, I really like that top, um, that segment. And then our topic today is nature versus nurture. So mm. it might get sexist again kind of like <laughs> my fault on our last show but it's it definitely will it has to it has i don't to. think you can talk about that topic without being sexist i 10 bucks says you're gonna bring up the role of the mother <laughs> yeah i already know <laughs> before this before the topic <laughs> um yes. okay and our last segment is a surprise topic mm-hmm. so super fun show let's fucking go all right let's do it Woo! I keep wanting to do the song again. I know. (laughs) Um, So our trauma or drama for today, I will say nothing can beat my murder story. I want to just start off by saying that and acknowledging that a story, right? Like a story like that may never come to me again, but I think I can still live in the land of violence when it comes to trauma or drama. And that is what this part of the story is about is also violence. So um, content right. warning, trigger warning <laughs> trigger for warning. humans. I don't know if it's a trigger warning, but it is related and rooted in violence. So that's something okay. that's important to say. Um, so I got this story from a professional at a college in my network. Um, so this person, we can call them, what should we call them for the sake of the story? Is it just one person? Just one person. I like Jane. Jane, perfect. So Jane works at this college. Um, not the college that I'm at, but like a college in my network of humans. And um, in the last like week to two weeks, um, the police hotline in the community that they live in got a tip, an anonymous tip from somebody um, at like the community dining hall. And this tip basically said that this anonymous person that they didn't know, um, they overheard them talking to their friends about like mass shootings and said that if they were to try to complete a mass shooting, that they could kill way more people than so many of the other uh, murderers have killed before. (laughs) I I wish I was part of that conversation. Just just to, like, that's a safe place to add a sarcastic remark. I don't feel like this is, I don't feel like this is the place to make a school shooting joke so i'm just gonna let it i go. agree moving forward considering i am somebody who works in a school you yeah. will be somebody who works in a school my wife is your wife like... works in a school yeah <laughs> it's a little layered um so anyways the the community police department reached out to that college and said like hey we got this anonymous tip like what do you know and this person that created or like gave the anonymous tip like snapped a photo of this person and so for this whole week it has been like 
soft, soft, this professional trying to like find this person. And but the, we know like, they know what the person looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? They know what the person looks like. And but like nobody else did. So it was this big That's really scary. They said. Yeah. Um and it was like they told me it was something they couldn't really tell to other like student staff, but it was something that like professional staff needed to know but didn't you, really need you to kinda know. You kind of see this like in movies, like it's like we can't right? let the public know or mass panic. <laughs> it's yep, like yep, okay, exactly. but they they kind of deserve to know a little bit. Yeah. And so I think the like um they they found this person. Um I just got that news today from this person that they they found this person. Okay. And um that they had to have a conversation with them. Like the Jane and the community police department and the campus like security team had to go to this person's room and be like, Do you have weapons? Do you have access to weapons? Well yeah, what was Do the you- outcome? The outcome was that, I guess, <laughs> this person ended up being, like, the son of a, um, a college don't, professor. Don't, sorry, don't college. mind my clerk can't glasses. The light is killing my eyes right now. Oh, my God. You're so dramatic. Talk about <laughs> sorry, drama. Sorry, sorry. I know. Um, <laughs> moving on. Oh, so, and yeah, re- re- um, just that last sentence. I wasn't listening, obviously. I know. You never listen to me. It's <laughs> so <laughs> annoying. Um, the person who they were after they found out was the son of a college professor at another college. And like the parents are like incredibly involved, both work at universities and colleges and like know that their son is violent. Um, and have like connected them to a counselor and all. So this wasn't like the situation where you're like, wow, I never would have expected that person to do this. This was actually, Oh "Oh, yeah, no, that was definitely. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. He's yeah. He's pretty violent. We saw that coming miles away. God. And I mean, I've, I had conversations with this professional and with other professionals, you know, at my college and um, like, when can somebody not be on campus? You know, when does the, when do the officials make that call of like, you actually are too much of a danger to yourself or others to be on campus. And that's been a really big topic of discussion. Um, Yeah. It's been a big topic of discussion lately, not only in Jane's world, but in. Well, it's interesting because like how everybody has thoughts that pop up in their head that they can't really control, right? So this right. this person, that could have happened, and he just said it because he thought it was like an environment, and then it's like yeah, that stuff can spiral out on you because what is the difference between a terrible thought and a terrible act? Probably mm-hmm. just, you know, the difference between literally one is happening. So mm-hmm. when, like, I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about, right? So when does yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, means and motive, right? Like, an intrusive right. thought is an intrusive thought, but... If you have means and motive to make something happen, I think that's when I want. Happens. I want to keep analyzing this exact example. <laughs> I, I I would say that if you went into his house and okay, there's guns, there's a blueprint okay. of the school, there's a plan, there's a list of names. I think that's when you need to do something. Correct. But if you and went so, in there and there's nothing, yep. probably let it go, right? And that's what happened. Like okay. they like they investigated. Um, the person had no access to weapons, but has a violent history, but had no plan, had nothing like that. Um, but the reason that he was like found in the first place, um, Jane was telling me that there was like a, a student staff member that like just happened to think that they saw this person in the cafeteria, and this staff member like, of course, they don't know what's going on, they don't know the full story, went up to this like 
suspect and just introduced himself and was like, hey, my name is this person. I'm, uh, this is who I am. Who are you? And ended up just sitting and having lunch with this person. Wow. And in the like lunch conversation, the, the suspect talked about like, yeah, for Halloween, I think I'm going to dress up as a murderer and just like talked like endlessly about violence. And wow. then the student staff member was like, I think this is who you're looking for. Yeah. I understand why you would want to check in on them. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, hearing that story from from Jane was pretty. <laughs> that is pretty, pretty crazy. And yeah. I know that students right now are going through like a ton of like it. There is a mm-hmm. very serious problem around, you know, guns and violence in mm-hmm. schools and stuff. So it would be interesting to hear from students how they're coping with it because it was around yeah. when we were there. And I remember talking to my friends about stuff yeah. like that and not too far off what this gentleman was saying, but he sounds like ours was a quick topic that never got brought up again, right? Mm. This guy sounds like he does have a mission. Yeah, so. yeah. That's oh, that was good. upsetting. Well, what do you think? Is it trauma or drama, Nick? Oh, fuck. I think that one... <laughs> Um, I would need to know more of his past. What do you mean you would no, need to know more? Like, I, yeah, I would say it's probably caused by some tr- sort of trauma. Okay. His background, yeah. I will, well, I'm will. i thinking like to the other students now, mm-hmm. that might just be trauma. Or I'm sorry, it might just be drama that could have turned into like really traumatic incidents, yeah. right? Yeah, I think, I, think I, I think I agree with you that it's like drama that is rooted in this human's trauma yes but i think i think it segues into our main topic so perfectly right like yeah it is thank you so much for bringing this topic to me it's great nature (laughs) versus nurture she was gonna gonna fucking introduce it i I sensed it (laughs) yeah we know each other like i know kind of okay i guess kind of okay i will let you go Mm -hmm. first though i'll be the gentleman and you can start it okay but do you want to introduce it Oh, you mean, no, I want you, like I said it, nature okay. versus nurture, and okay. you can go ahead and All right. give your two cents. It's your it's your topic. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring this um, to our topic today was because I got, I got to thinking a lot about just that, like how much we know each other and know about each other, Nick, but how like fucking different we are and yes. how we survived similar childhood traumas and similar, um, like, world traumas I guess I I would say but came out as like totally fucking different people and so you know science says that there are things that happen to your body as a response to trauma um there's a great book called the body keeps the score that like dives into that in a really cool way um but then there's also different parts of us that like are different but why I don't know like yeah and where does it come from is it the way we were raised or is it just like in our human nature does that exist Uh, yeah a quick snippet before we go into it I think this would be Uh a great time to mention what you had mentioned to me before we started recording Uh uh-huh stop me if I'm wrong but it was like normalizing trauma yes right Yep. like making it more of just it doesn't have to be a hot topic right yeah like everybody's got it. Let's talk about it because we're gonna go into our trauma into yeah. in this topic, and I don't want people to be like, "Oh my god, uh, no, we're not complaining or anything." We're like, "This just happened. Let's yeah. just talk about it, work through it, right?" Yeah. Okay. I agree. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so I, I lost my I, train of thought for Nate. I know. I saw you. I was gonna pick it up anyways. Um, you're welcome. Um, and so I think like, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. One of the biggest differences between us is our identified sex at birth, 
the way we present our gender, like we know those things, our sexualities are different. Like we know all of that to be true. Yeah. Um, but I think the things that make us different humans are very drastically different. Like I think I, I have a lot of like self-esteem, people-pleasing, word of affirmation, like lying sort of tendencies that like come Like you from- lie? That, that kind of tendencies? Okay. I'm a big fat liar. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I try really hard not to. But that was something like, I, like all those things, like make up my personality. That's not who I am, but I have yeah. those as traits. And I know that Me? probably all of those come from trauma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like all of those come from my experiences. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you no, have that you I... feel like... Fuck, what do I have? What, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what don't you have, Nick? <laughs> um, some people, you know, bipolar disorder, the mm. two-people personality disorder, the, the mm. manic versus depressive. Because mm-hmm. I, once I get my mind on something, I can't yeah. stop thinking about it until I get it. And I think that's under that manic mm-hmm. umbrella. Um, but I am definitely... I like to use, like, the analogy of a road... Like someone created the lanes, the traffic laws and everything. Um, so if you're comparing that to normal society, I will bend the rules as I see fit mm-hmm. as long as no one gets hurt. So if I'm on the road, I will break the speed limit. I'll break the traffic laws. I'll make my own lane as long as it's safe to do so. So yeah. I kind of do that in my own life too, which I think would stem from trauma as well, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, it also... I love that analogy and I want to, I want to like piggyback off of that, but I want to make sure you close your thought first. Did you, was that? I think I closed it? it. Yeah. Okay. So wasn't too, I, wasn't too great. Cause I wanted to say, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't yeah. going to say it, but um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but the, the way that you describe different roads and like taking different turns or speeding up or slowing down is also pretty anatomically correct in like the way the pathways of our brain work. Like, Explain that more. I like you, that. You, in your brain, the more, the more you do something, the like busier the road. Does that make sense? So like the no. more I, um, let me get, let me do, try to do a good example. The more that I respond to situations with like a people pleasing tendency, the more I respond mm-hmm. to situations where I want to make everybody happy the more populated that road is in my brain. The more mm. often my brain takes that road and the harder it is for me to like literally <laughs> like create a different road to yeah, do a different yeah. thing. I think so I hear what you're saying. The way that I've learned about the brain is that there are different pathways, like different pathways in your brain allow you to make different choices, allow you to like be a day-to-day human and all of the like post-traumatic um parts of your brain, most of it lives in the amygdala, which is like the emotion center of the brain. And so if you get from like your frontal lobe, which is reasoning and like functioning and all that, back to your amygdala, and you always take the same road of like, I have to make everybody happy. I have to make everybody happy. I have to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. That's where you become compulsive. That's where you become, like okay. you said, slowing down or speeding up in certain ways. So I definitely was a huge people pleaser growing up. And I've kind of lost that. You made a new road? 
I think so, but it, yeah, cool. and it did. It was very, very difficult. It, obviously, it took a ton of yeah. counseling to be like, okay, well, what does Nick want? Like, fuck lots everybody else. Lots of construction, else, right? lots of repaving. Yeah, yes. a lot of work. And then now it's yeah. kind of practicing it in real life, but I also feel like it goes hand in hand for me with everybody's out to get me. Mm. I am going to have to make my own way in this world mm. and mm-hmm. create my own like safety net, bubble, inner circle, whatever you kind of want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep doing that. Like I've been yeah. successful in my life in traumatic instances as a child. Like yeah. <laughs> I picked up so many like skills and useful like yeah. tactics that a child shouldn't know or need mm-hmm. to do. Like a child should just be able to live his life. But I was always navigating situations that were like way above like my pay grade. Right. Like I, right. this is not fair. So I had to break rules. I had to change things up. I had to switch things around like. Mm-hmm. So I think I do just take that into my everyday life now. So that was definitely no, nurtured I, into me. To yeah, get back to our that... topic, <laughs> the first time we fucking brought it up since we started talking. About it. <laughs> There's just so much good content related I to know, it. Like I there am, is. I am a. I think like the nature versus nurture discussion in my brain will never be resolved because like I believe so deeply in science but i also believe so deeply in the human experience and yeah like both things can be true and simultaneously like exist at the same time but um i i hear you like i think that i like well, as so a trauma response last... yeah go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead no no i thought you were stuck on a topic so or stuck no on no no idea. no i was gonna just compare that like you're saying that one of your responses or like traits that came from your experience is like the world is out to get me. The world is this way. And I like, I don't have that mentality at all. And that's, that's so okay. That's crazy. Let's focus, yeah. let's focus on that. Cause this is an yep. insane topic because I know <laughs> it is like my brain is like going a thousand. You always now. get surprised when you get I, into the topics that I bring. I know, but how long have we been recording for 20 minutes? And I'm mm-hmm. finally like, okay, I'm ready. Fired I'm in up. it. So yeah. fuck. What was I going to say? Oh, let's just hone in on my way of thinking. Everybody's Uh out to get me. And yours is, I just want to please everybody. Are those, Mm -hmm. so like, let's say there's eight options for how we're going to handle people. I have this one and you have this one. Yep. So what got us there? That's. Why on earth? You were put through some shit that I was also put through. Yeah. Very similar. Why did I come out like this? Right. Why did you come out like that? That's the big fucking money question. Fuck this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this topic. It's too hard. Um, I like it might be an impossible question. Like we might not ever know. But I also think that um, like the way that we survive trauma is like just through that survival. Right. Like we both had to survive our own circumstances. And I think as a, like you said, as children, we did what we could to keep ourselves safe. And Do you think something can be nurtured into you so hard it becomes like nature? Definitely. Because, because I don't know how I'm not supposed to pass this off okay, to well, another human being, like it's let's, offspring. Let's go back to the road analogy. Like, uh, okay. um, imagine we've made a people-pleasing road in our brains. Like that is the most commonly taken road i'm thinking about the 78 highway like that is the most commonly taken road yeah oh my god right yes it's terrible okay so say i as a like counseling response like carve a new road and Mm -hmm. this new road is like 
a like windy, turny, like offbeat road that still gets you to the the same result. And like that is your new option, your new personality trait, your new something that mm-hmm. gets you away from the main road. But all that does in your brain is give you options. Okay. It doesn't erase the other road. It doesn't make the road like less populated. It just says that at the beginning of every circumstance, you get to now choose to take the people-pleasing route or like the better, more counseling-oriented route. And so I think like as children, we were only given one road. And so that one road has become our nature because it was nurtured into us so deeply and we as adults had to make a hundred new fucking roads to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do like the road example. I'm so glad I brought that up. (laughs) Thanks, Um, Nick. No, no, it's okay. No, 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 no. You don't have to say anything (laughs) you don't want to say. Um, I would say I was really thinking while you were going off on that tangent yeah Uh, i saw you not paying attention to me (laughs) well i had to write it down and i fucking i wrote down responsibility so yeah i know yeah i know it was really good when when i was a kid the responsibility of the household was put on me right so that was Mm -hmm. let's just say for the sake of argument that that's it it actually would be a match right you as well Mm -hmm. but as soon as the family was no longer my responsibility I kind of had that, well, now what? And through counseling, mm. figured out, like, you're your own responsibility, Nick. What makes Nick happy, right? So, and at the same time, you look at my career arch, I was going into a career where I took care of other people. Police officer, mm. firefighter, um, U.S. Coast Guard, man, you know, anything where I was protecting someone else or helping someone else. And then when I got out of that counseling episode, right, I went back to like, okay, what does Nick want? Right. So I, you could kind of see that responsibility is really what I felt I had a responsibility to take mm. care of other people because that's what was nurtured into me. But through counseling, I got back to what nature wanted for me. And it's like, nope, yeah. just take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Change careers, bought a house, married, did everything I right. wanted. That's, I think oh, that's, that's a pretty such good. A, no, I think that's such a good point, Nick, because I, I think that you answered the question. I think like my big question coming into this topic was like what made us different and like how did we experience the same things but become totally different people like personality wise Mm -hmm. and um, like your, we both got responsibility out of our like parentified childhoods, right? Like we both took on a different part of our own responsibilities. Wait, that was wrong. We both took on responsibility, but we define it differently. Yeah. Like I define responsibility differently than you do. And I think that's where the different roads happen. Like I think that's where we go off in, in our different like worlds is because I don't define responsibility that way. Okay. How do you de- define it? So like you, you said, um, like get what buying a house, getting married, doing the big, like creating a family, doing the adult things. Mm-hmm. I define responsibility a lot more emotionally like being in charge of my own emotions my own like inward and not outward okay because i think as a child like i was responsible for everything outward and i never took responsibility for the things inward i know but are you sure that that's what you're doing right now 
because you started saying that you're a people pleaser. So you're definitely the outer is still really impacting Mm -hmm. your definition. You still feel like you have a responsibility to the outer. So are you saying you're trying to get to the the point of responsibility for yourself on the outer? Now I'm lost. (laughs) Now I'm maybe you you feel me too. No, no, no. You feel responsible for the outer, right? I want to. Yes. You, but why do you want to? To manage things like people pleasing, to manage things like how heavily I take in, you know, words of affirmation or. You might be looking at it backwards. Hmm. But As, I think I, I mean, even if we are, it answers. Yeah. Well, not that questions. there's a not that there's a right or a wrong. I guess right. what I was saying was that when I was looking at responsibility. I was like, yeah, okay, let's 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 flip that. And what am I responsible for? Like, what do I want to be responsible for? And it's like mm. my happiness, my family's, my mine, yours. What I was just hearing was outer, but the first half of your sentence was it wasn't the outer, but then you finished it with the outer. So I was just mm. a little bit confused on which part. I understand. I understand what you're saying. If I'm confused, the listeners are 100% confused. <laughs> Just re-explain what you want. Like okay. where, what do you, does responsibility mean to you? Hmm. I feel like I had a good answer and a good thought and you threw me off. I'm sorry. But it was good because you checked me and I appreciate that. I so. want you to think about it. I will tell another part of what I believe nature versus nurture to be while you, you can just think about it real quick. Please. Yeah. Dive into that. Yeah. Um, I think also... As a child, I ran my household. And as a my earliest memory of it is like at six years old. And it's just like just managing my parents' emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I, as I continue to grow up, my dad and I, especially after my parents got a divorce and I just lived with my dad, my dad started to put rules on me and make his, the house the way he wants it to be. And I was like, no, no, no. Mm. For my whole 17 years, I've actually done this. So so we really started to butt heads. And then as I continued, I was like, okay, now what do I want my life to be? I'm going to cut as many corners as I can. I'm going to create my own path because I was in charge of my whole household, which meant I got to kind of create it. I got to manipulate parents against each mm. other, siblings, right? So mm. all that power is given to a young kid. I don't think that young kid could leave that when he actually enters society at 18 and mm-hmm. just leave all that behind him. He's probably still going to be like, no, I'm going to still create my own path. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut corners when I can. I think morally I'm a little bit different because I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. If it puts anybody else in danger, yeah. some people could come out of that and really be like, no, fuck everybody. I get to do whatever I want to do because that's what mm-hmm. I was raised in. So yes. I don't know. I guess my main point yes. is I was able to come back to my own personal nature. And I think a lot of people get stuck in career paths that they feel oh, yeah. was there. This is my calling. This is what I need to do. Okay. That was my main point when you were just explaining responsibility for others. And I was like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> not what we're trying to do. It's actually bullshit, Kaylee. Yeah. No, I thank you. Thank you for explaining it a little bit more. And thank you for that story because it helped me reflect a little bit more on my answer. And I think... Um, I want you to hear me out before you correct me. Okay? I will not. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So I heard you say a lot of the same things that I had experienced. Like I grew up also in a household where I had to care for my family and care for the house. Yes. But my main responsibility through my eyes as a child in the house was keeping 
my mom and dad alive. Like, okay. that was the baseline, was I had to make sure people were breathing through the night. I had to make sure people were eating on a day-to-day. I had to make sure that they were staying alive. And so I didn't have time to care about whatever things I was going through or whatever traits gotcha. I was developing because of that. So I didn't take responsibility inward for a lot of the things that now affect my adult outward. Which most kids in your situation would do because kids can't possibly imagine their parents are fucked up. They, oh, they yep. always switch it. So I, I, and I didn't have any life or death stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that just that little difference could be mm-hmm. why I'm able to put myself first. Yeah. Because yeah, because that my brain, my pathway, my road, the 78 highway for me still screams life or yeah. death. Like that is still the number one thing that I care about. And so trying to reach inward and take responsibility for like my people pleasing or to take responsibility for my self-esteem issues feels like not important. Right. No, I totally Be- appreciate that. And that's, I think, what I was trying to say. So yeah. thank you for giving me another story and another example to close that loop because... Uh, I'm glad you re-explained it because it makes yes. more sense. Okay, let's good. for for sake of this topic, let's take society out of the picture for a second. Okay, mm, uh, I Ooh. from what just from what we've talked about, and I know myself. I think yeah. you might be a good person in society, and I think <laughs> no, I know, and I think I might be a bad person. Like nature versus nurture, nurture wise, I think you're a really good person. I think. Wait, nurture. Wait, no, nature. Fuck. Yeah, nature. You, you nature. Got it. Uh-huh. Thank you. Nature, yep. you're naturally a very good person. I think maybe naturally I might have been a bad person. Mm. If you just for the sake of argument, what if. Whoa, Nick. Life or death wasn't a matter. My household was political. <laughs> and a kid. Whoa. Successfully managed their household for almost 17 years. Like, that's almost. Till I was a grown man where my household fell apart. It was I was one year off. Like that's pretty impressive. But you just really fucking brought it home. Like I know. Well what done. if I did it really selfishly? And what if you they could... nurtured into me, like, no, you need to care about this family. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm out for me and me alone. But I need all of you. I need you to function. I can't make it till I'm 18 without your help. So yeah. I'll play your game. I'll I'll and I'm gonna win. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think you hit it right on the head because I think like, yeah, my my nature was always to, to like care for others in a way that kept them alive. And then the way I was raised and the way I had to do that gave me all these like icky, yucky like stuff on top. Yeah. Like debris in the highway. Yeah. <laughs> it's all this debris that I have to clear out. And um, I think that still to this day, my biggest day-to-day is like what can i do to keep this person alive what can i do to keep this person well it would make sense why you're still in the profession you're in and why correct and i heard you say that earlier and i was like damn i stayed in it nick Mm -hmm. left and like i yeah i'm have a master's degree in counseling and plan to continue counseling and doing private practice and like one of these i mean one of these days yeah, um, and I think the world's against me. And I, yeah. yeah, you love yeah. it. I think the world's yeah. against me and I'm doing everything I can Whoa. to win. And it's like, Whoa. where does that come from? And I just think I just wow. really, I think that might've been who I was. Yeah. And my parents it's crazy. did the best they could to get me away from that and to be a good, but I'm, in a, I'm a good member of society, but still yeah. like the person who I was, was someone who was willing to fight for someone else's life. Even yeah. someone who hated me as a cop or run wow. into a burning building as a firefighter until one yeah. day I was like, fuck this. This <laughs> isn't what I want to do. I'm going to go enjoy my life. Wow. 
Yeah. So. That is such that is so gnarly. And it makes me think of two things. The first thing is that one of these days I want to bring our sisters into this space. Yeah. And one of one of these days I wanna ask both of our sisters how they ended up also so different. You know, like even both of our sisters are on such different paths than we yeah. even are or that each other is. And um, I think that could be so interesting to talk about. But I also want to hear from our listeners. Like if you are listening and thinking like, whoa, I have such a like this nature, but I was nurtured this way or vice versa. And you want to tell us about that experience. Like we want to hear it because I recognize you don't want to hear about Nick and I all the time. Like I yeah. want to hear from you all. And I think that could be so powerful. Yeah. And um, uh, for you extroverts and introverts out there, think about really what yeah. you want. I thought I was extrovert until like two years ago. Thank God mm-hmm. for COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but COVID helped me realize that I was actually an introvert. I don't really right. want to get energy from outside, but there's nothing wrong I'm with being either or. I'm a raging extrovert. <laughs> yes, you are. That's a really easy way to practice understanding your nature versus nurture is just mm-hmm. that little example if you don't know where to go from here because that was kind of yeah. where I started. Yeah, um, absolutely. I guess There's... long story short, nature has a huge impact on who you are, but I think the nurture part might take over more because hmm. you and I are split 50-50. I went back to nature but how many people go back do you know what i mean yeah i do and i think like uh, the way that i define nature has so much more to do with like the way your brain functions and your actual like the physical part of your being in your body and um i think they impact each other i think nature had impacted the way you were nurtured and i think the way that you were nurtured is going to impact your nature because we know trauma impacts the brain and that's mm-hmm. a nurture that impacts a nature and we know that nature impacts nurture because we know that the way that we are as beings impacts the way that we were raised and the way that the world sees us so i truly think they're bidirectional how how much of a choice though do you have over Mm. who you are right that was kind of i feel like Mm -hmm. yeah well it's how much like it's how much willpower you have to create new roads Right. Mm-hmm. Or and to realize, think, realize old roads, probably more all, so. I think all of that comes from counseling. I think, I think so. all of that comes from, but that's me being a mental health professional, being no, like, I counseling's think, the fucking best. Well, <laughs> no, I think you're right because with counseling, I was able to tap into that mm-hmm. that nature stuff. And I've talked about it on the podcast, yeah. the caveman aspect and war, mm-hmm. right? All that stuff. War. I can't, yeah, war, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, obviously yeah. it's romance, romance sized in our yep. culture but mm-hmm. it's still like that's that's in us and i just think it's really important to connect with that nature aspect of yourself because if you don't then the stuff that was nurtured into you that might be from yeah. trauma could take over and i think that is a great place yeah to kind of end it because that's what this podcast is about dealing with other people's trauma your own trauma yes so wonderful yes that was well a done. really good topic good job i'm <laughs> sorry you. i took Surprise it for granted again. yes I forgive you. Thank you. Uh, that uh, was a great topic. I really appreciated your insights, Nick. Yeah, no, thanks. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, so next segment is our surprise topic, and that'll close yeah. us out for the day. Yes, and our surprise topic was written in um, by a listener, and for that human, just know I'm sending you love. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, thank um, you. And this topic is regarding navigating your undergraduate experience. 
So this person wants to know how both of us handled those experiences um, because they know that there can be trauma that people face when entering college. Wow. So it's about like where we were at as humans when we started college, what scared us about college, like how we managed the like beginning parts of the college experience. <laughs> I know you would love this. That's why this I This is a like, good one. Yeah. I know. I know. Thank you for writing this in. That was good. <laughs> Wherever you are. You want to go first? I just can't. I just thought of the partying and sex yeah. and fights yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. I, I threw a whole <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels, the big one. At my friend, you know Griffin. <laughs> yes. I threw that oh, at his. No. I hit him in the head with it, and oh, it's just no. like that was my freshman year of college. That. Yeah. Well, and you and I had a very different like undergraduate college experience. Um, yeah, mine was small. I was at a private university, so there was seventeen hundred yeah. kids. So. Yeah, and I went to the college in my hometown. After that was the only college I was accepted into. <laughs> right after my mom survived her overdose in my Jeez. first semester of college. <laughs> yeah, so I was so happy to be away. You were still kind of <laughs> stuck in it. Yeah, trying to keep everybody alive. What can I do? Uh, this well, I'm I'm confused about the the question. Okay, Please what strategies it. did you use to handle some of the trauma when you started college? The trauma of starting college or my own trauma going into college? The latter. Your own trauma going into college. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was when I really realized it. Um, I couldn't trust women in particular. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I remember that point in your life. Yeah, yeah. So that was when I got help and it was like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to be getting help on my third divorce. You know, yeah. if I don't trust women, I should probably get yep. a handle on that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really cool because you're out of your own, like you're out of your own bubble from yeah. being at home. So that's when you really get to see like, oh wow, like I was raised differently than other people. And you can yep. start to really celebrate differences and kind of like enjoy all that stuff and be who you are, not who yeah. someone nurtured you to be. I agree. And I think I have to, with this question, I have to take out my intellectual brain because my intellectual brain knows so much about like how students enter college. And oh what yeah, that's with. true. Like, that's what I studied as a profession. So this I think is, taking, you're cheating. You can't no, even answer this one. Uh, that's not true. Taking my intellectual brain out, as you say, off the table, off which the is table. the hardest thing for me to do. Um, my like little emotional turbulent self starting college was a fucking wreck. Like I was going through probably the hardest time in my entire life. Um, I was only managing the trauma of my family and not any other things that were happening in my world and just like sending myself into a different culture and in a different space. Um, and I think the one thing that I leaned on the most was like new friendships. Like, like I said, I'm a raging extrovert, so nothing energized me more than meeting new people. And that was what I loved about the college experience is like, there's more people, like you said, that have different experiences that come from different parts of the world and different walks of life and like really honing in on meeting yeah. new humans was like, especially like, like developing your, your next circle of people. Yeah. Who, especially oh, yeah. for girls. Cause I know guys stay friends with like their their like high school buddies or like even mm -hmm. younger more mm -hmm. so than girls. So for girls when you get to school like cuz that was college who I is actually, everything. Yeah. Yes. I had more I guess for the guys out there listening, college wives going into your freshman year, I know you want to have sex with all these women. <laughs> they're go, they're always going to be there. You need to find some good college wives. 3 mm. is a good number cuz you you need to like <laughs> You need a mother, you need a girlfriend, you need a There step it is, mom. the mother. <laughs> yeah, you need all of that when you're there because you don't know. I can't tell you how many times I went 
almost went hungry or thirsty because I just didn't have any food and it's 1 a.m. Go knock on your college wife's doors and say, do you have any, do you have any orange juice? I fucking <laughs> hate that so much and that is so problematic I'm so in so many I'm so glad ways. I remembered that. That is that's so the, sexist. No, that's the advice I gave my incoming freshman when I was oh, a sophomore. Oh my God. I was like, you guys Nick. just get college wives because they're going to go fast and you're, you're if you have sex with them, you're going to They're going to go fast. Yeah. I fucking can't stand you. I came from a school with 1,700 students. Everybody Does, knew everybody. So the new freshman girls, no, hear me out. The new freshman girls would go fast. There was probably only 1,000 eligible. No, fuck, 200? There's 1,700 kids at the school between four years. How many students is that? I'm flabbergasted by you right now. I don't, I don't understand know. your problem right now. Okay, my problem is- let's, No, no, no. Let's round up oh. to 2,000. To 2,000. Okay? That means okay. there's 500 students per grade on average. Okay? Half of those are women. 250. Okay? And then half of those are taken. So then you only have 50 new... I'm coming from a male perspective of a freshman. Okay. What is your problem? Women are not to be bought, taken, or sold. And you <sighs> implying that only women can provide orange juice or care or love to you is extremely sexist and nearsighted. So but what if that what is if I was what if I was looking that. for that kind of love though? Why do you think that another male identifying person couldn't provide that to you? I don't That's know where the sexism lies. Well, if I was looking, well, since I do have mommy issues, right? right? If I'm looking for a person to help fulfill those needs, me personally, I wouldn't get. I don't think I could get that from a man. And I I have a lot of close buddies that I've known since I was like six years old, play t-ball together, and I love them. But they don't provide me with that motherly love. <laughs> but I don't understand why yeah. that's sexist. Because I, I just, it has to do with gender. So, huh, yes. You can educate so, me or I know, I, I just, I'm I love, I want to do both of those things. I want to be mad at you and I want to educate I know. you. I want. We also have to wrap it up. So I know. Okay, okay, okay. Last, like, last few thoughts is that. Like, feminism is, like, the definition is to provide or to have equal expectations or, like, equality among both genders and both sexes, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, for something to be rooted in sexism means that there's not, like, equal abilities to provide or to exist among genders or sexes. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay, so then if you make the assumption that only women can provide you with something, but that men can't, that's where the sexism lies. You Got, should okay. try to have a more open expectation that maybe a man and maybe a woman could provide you with both of those things. I, I understand now what you're saying. Okay. I hope you can appreciate that <laughs> looking at a woman, I have an easier time accepting motherly love. A man, you're right, could act the exact same way to me, but that man, unless Perfect. they have breasts, <laughs> right? I mean, I the inner okay. child's the inner child's I, right there. I he wants you. to he wants to suck on that teat. At least you understand. Hearing you say, I understand what you're saying, and then you still making your choice is your choice, and that yeah. is okay. But as long yeah. as you understand. Thank you, thank you. Unfortunately, there you do have to make a choice. <laughs>
I was giving such great advice. Sorry, guys. If you want uh, more advice, just go ahead and just DM my personal Instagram. Because Kaylee yeah, can't fuck me, it. right? Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, all the people I had college that believe in wives. feminism out there, you can yeah. DM me and we can You're hate right. on Nick together. Let me get all my college husbands because we're like, oh my God. I don't, so I didn't hunt for college husbands like a predator. Well, you had the right to. And that's what's uh, important. This is a great place to end because I'm going to kill you. But, uh, hoorah. <laughs> God, regardless of you. Being the way you are, I still love you. Oh, love you too. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, or love and hate. We upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more.